Welcome to Musketeers Made, the official podcast of your Sioux City Musketeers. Now let's get to the show with your hosts, Connor Ryan and Travis Morgan. And welcome into episode three of Musketeer Made. A little bit of a brief hiatus, but uh, camp time is busy. Connor Ryan with me. Travis Morgan. How are we doing? We're doing pretty good. It's a very interesting show because what we have is a guy that won a championship with the Musketeers. Yep. Camp week is this week. It is. And his boy is here. So it's come full circle now. It's one of the very few times that, that Musketeer hockey comes full circle from a guy to the kid and and it's just great to have him back and maybe someday his boy will follow in his footsteps well hopefully so a musketeer and i mean i wouldn't complain about another clark cup championship i take that banner in the ceiling <laughs> so uh and we're going back a little bit farther because we, we've been talking to the a couple of clark cup champions from the 2022 season uh and now we welcome in uh, clark cup champion from the 2002 season uh jeff and from Correct me if I pronounce this wrong. It's Aduno. Aduno. Okay, I thought that... I, Perfect. Jeff Aduno. <laughs> Jeff Aduno is joining us. So, Jeff, welcome to the uh, welcome to the podcast. Musketeer made you are the first member of the 2002 Clark Cup Championship team uh, to join us. This year. Yeah, this year. Yes, yeah. 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 Welcome, well, welcome, to, welcome back to Sioux City. Thanks for having me, guys, yeah. So, you, you played here, you know, almost 21, 22 years ago now. Um, and now you are in Thunder Bay. Tell us what you're doing in Thunder Bay now and, and, and what life is like uh, post-Musketeer Sioux City. Yeah, so um, I'm back in Thunder Bay. I uh, coach, well, last year I coached four hockey teams, which all my kids were on, and um, so it was quite busy. Um, and I'm into uh, working construction. Um, yeah, but, I mean, most people ask me, how do I find time to work? Because I'm at the rinks 24-7 pretty much, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, so level, what, levels of, what levels of hockey? So it's all the way from uh, U11 to U18 last year, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's quite a bit of hockey. That's, That's a lot of time at the yeah. rink. There's a lot of time at the rink. And, and uh, I mean, well, let's touch on the point that Travis had just made a few moments ago that you, your son is now at Musketeers camp, at the pre-draft ID camp that is going on uh, right now here this week. Has it kind of hit you yet that it's come full circle that like he's he's at a camp for the Sioux City Musketeers? Yeah, so it's I was actually saying to Travis it was pretty crazy, um, just you know coming back two years ago for the reunion and I brought my whole family because I just I wanted them to see um, you know what it was all about and you know kind of brag a bit right about yeah, where I you, you you were a pretty big deal you know yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah because I wanted to prove that I actually did play right and. <laughs> right. and um, so to bring them here and to see what it was like and how we were treated when we came back was just unbelievable. I mean, anybody that was here from that team um, will tell you the same thing. It was just, and it was such a great time just seeing the guys and, and um, you know, reconnecting like that. It was like, it was just like yesterday, right? And, but for the kids to see that was important to me, um, to see what the hockey was like and to see the show you guys had here. And um, so it was awesome. And then, um, to have this opportunity to come back here and bring my son here, um, it was just, it was amazing actually just to see like the IVP center again and, yeah. and, um, 
yeah, so it's exciting. It's, it's exciting times for me, for sure. Did, what kind of went through your head when he pulled on that jersey and the Musketeer logo is on there and he skates? I mean, did, did, did it hit you kind of then, like, this is pretty cool? Yeah, like, actually just talking about it now, and, and when he did do that, it actually gave me chills, to be honest That's with you. That's awesome. You know, just, just seeing it and um, just thinking that, you know, one day possibly it could be an opportunity for him to be a Musketeer is, is awesome. Yeah. You know, you, you talked also about the fact that um, you know, he's here now, but he was here two years ago. And when we talk to the kids and tell them like what Musketeer fans are like, and we give them an idea of what playing here in Sioux City is like, you have more of an in-depth look and, and, and a real good knowledge of it. But so does he, because he was here two years ago. What did he think about that trip back when, when you, you brought him back here two years ago to celebrate the, the reunion? Yeah, I mean, he, um, again, he, he loved it. I mean, all the kids loved it and just, um, I know for him to to be able to see that and see what it was like um, and then coming back here again, it, you know, it's I'm, I'm sure it's an amazing feeling for him as well. And um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I know he, he loves the game, right? And he loves the atmosphere of everything. So, so coming back now, and, and it's nice to see you again, obviously, but Take us through that that reunion a little bit and what that was like. Uh, you know, it. I, I'll tell you this: it was a labor of love getting you guys here. Uh, I started in July that year, yeah. tracking you all down and, and getting you all to to agree to it. And, and I think, you know, but once once the dominoes started falling, everybody wanted to be on board. And it, yeah. it, it was watching you guys in coach's office the first morning you were here. I'm not lying. Like Connor, it, it looked like a class reunion all over again but with guys that immediately it was like you guys had been apart for a day yeah. they immediately picked up where you guys left off like I, I it was just this instant chemistry bond like did it seem that way to you too absolutely um i mean and again i i think the fact i mean i've been played a lot of hockey teams and and you you know you you, you i mean at the most part you don't end up keeping in touch with people right mm-hmm. i mean it's it is what it is life moves on and um but something about this team obviously because we won um that always stands and uh, you know when you when we all seen each other for the first time it was it was it was like we just seen each other yesterday and and just reconnected right away and obviously having uh, coach Cisiano I mean I I see him quite a bit actually back home and because you, you live in Thunder Bay because I live in Thunder Bay and so but for even for him coming back and and seeing all the guys and it just it just just felt right everybody you're reconnecting right so it was good yeah i know that uh coach strand uh talked about it on his episode i think we asked owen fowler as well but uh they said that your team coming back uh, really helped them understand like what it means to win a championship yeah what was the message that you guys tried to deliver to those kids that year yeah well i just think like um i mean first off the fact that it was basically it was 20 years right yeah 20 years today and then we come back and and then they end up winning that that's just unbelievable i think like story and you look at the banners up there and to see it oh 102 and then side by side up, you, in, the, up know, in the rafters yeah it's pretty cool but i mean i think the message we all sent them was you just gotta uh you know work hard for it and just keep playing play as a team um don't worry at the end of the day and, and something caught me in the uh, presentation today um, that they were going over was, you know, 
don't worry about your stats and this and that and because at the end of the day you know if you want to win a championship it has to be a team game and mm -hmm. I think that was the biggest message we got across those guys and you know another thing that I came to mind today actually they were talking about how uh, you guys had a team a few years ago and you had guys that are you know in the NHL today and this and that that team there I think we ended up having one player that saw some NHL games. John Zyler. Zyler. Yep, the Kings. And, um, but to think that, you know, we only had one guy and we won a Clark Cup as a team, that shows something, right? You know, um, whether it was – we just we had a great team that year. What, what made that team so special? Because, I mean, you guys really could win in a lot of different ways – I know. I remember you guys being probably the most intimidating hockey team in the league. Talk about that just a little bit, and how you you guys were very intimidating to play against. Yeah, well, I think I mean you know having uh, a couple of the guys we had like Artie or BJ, yeah, uh, Schwartzbauer, you know, guys like that. They were pretty intimidating players, obviously, right? You know, um, you know, you had Artie who was I don't know six foot. Seven. Six seven, <laughs> like seven foot on skates. But then you had Drever, who was uh, five five, that yeah. could beat the crap yeah. out of anybody, right? Right. You know? yeah, um, yeah. So we had a good mixture. We had, you know, lots of guys that could uh, play tough on the ice. We had lots of skill, um, you know, with uh, Zank and Schwartzy and Ciancio, you know, uh, Zyler. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Fourth like, in the team in points, yeah, by the way, yeah, this yeah. guy. <laughs> so, you know, we. You just put together a great team, and then the young guys we had there, um, who had, like, some of them ended up having great careers as well. And um, you know, it was just a good fit. We had four good lines, and two um, good and two really good goalies. Two by really the way, really good goalies. Yes, and yeah. I mean, Frank were and Mayot were Frank amazing. And Mayotte, yes, absolutely, they were. And you know, obviously, uh, went on to have good careers. And Mayo's now coach, coach. In Colorado. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, it was just a great team, great mix of guys. I, I can't even remember when we, you know, I think that, that, that team got along so well um, in the dressing room, outside the rink. It was just like we were always together. So, I like that Travis brought up the, you know, fourth most points scored. As I kind of look at your stat line here, you know, 14 goals, but the number really stands out is that 39 assists. And you, you kind of talk about how you guys just gelled as a team. Uh, and kind of just played for each other. And it, just looking at the numbers, you certainly embodied that with the fact that, I mean, you're addition to puck out to everybody. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of my my thing. I took pride in it, right? Like, I mean, that was my my thing. I, I actually enjoyed um, making a good play on the ice rather than scoring a goal, to be honest with you, which is it's the way it is. And uh, someone's got to do it, right? And then that, that was my kind of my role. I, you know, chipped in sometimes, but made a lot of plays, right? So... You got to play in the Audi, which was which yes. was a pure treat. Yeah, just take me back to some great memories you had in that barn and what made that place so darn special. Well, um, again, the atmosphere was unbelievable because it's such a small rink. The ice surface, um, uh, the fans felt like they were on top of you because they pretty much were. They were, <laughs> and yeah. and they and they were on top of you when when you got a penalty because the vom was also the penalty box, so you could walk right by the guys that yeah. had penalties. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, the, the fans were unreal. The, the noise in there, how loud it would get. I mean, walking, down, walking up and down those stairs to the dressing room was, like, 
you know, some people think it's hilarious, but it was awesome. Yeah, right? it was like, part, part of the mystique, was, right? Yeah, it was. And, um, and coming out down the stairs through the corner of the rink and, and coming out through the smoke there was just always a great feeling. And hearing those fans, it was just awesome. That would be a big home ice advantage to play in a place like that. Yeah, so, like, I mean, Sioux City, <clears throat> my, my dad coached in uh, Thunder Bay Flyers in the USHL, right? So you always, growing up, I always heard about this rink in Sioux City. <laughs> and the ice surface was tiny, right? And, um, and f- I'm pretty sure Sioux City was always known to have, you know, big, big teams because, you know, they want to take up a lot of ice and was home ice advantage and whatnot. Our team wasn't so much like that. Like, we were, um, you know, we had some big guys, obviously. Yeah, you did. But we had some guys that were just regular-sized guys, you know, 5'8", 5'9", 5'10". There was a lot of a lot of the 5'8", five, 5'9", like yourself. That's right, yeah. You know, Schwartzy, yourself, Zankanara was 5'5". Five, five, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but we had a quick team. We were quick. We moved the puck quick. And, I mean, actually, this that ended up being an advantage for us in, in our home rink to be honest with you, because you can get to the net a lot faster, right? <laughs> so. Coach Sisleyano, give me your best Dave Sisleyano story. Um, well, I have a lot of them, obviously, because I've yeah. known Dave since I was a kid myself. But um, a good story for me, and this is like a, like a good story for, for Dave, is uh, we were losing in the final game. We were losing going in. Uh, we were in Omaha, and uh, I think it was 3-1, I believe, in between the second and third period. And we went in the dressing room and Dave came in and just wrote on the board, um, I think it said, never, never, never give up, never, never. And he put Sir Winston Churchill, I believe was the where the quote came from. And that kind of stuck with me. And I actually, I still use that today with my teams now, yeah. right? Because um, the fact that that quote came on, or he put that on, and then we went out in the, the third and I took a penalty actually. So I took a penalty. I was in the box. I'm like, I just screwed this up for my whole team. Like I, I felt terrible. Right. right. And, um, I believe it was, was it Schwartzbauer? Or, yeah. I think it was Schwartzbauer. He scored a shorthanded goal while I was in the box. And I was like, I did it you're, on purpose. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. I should've got this. Yeah, that, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. So, so yeah. So, and then, and then I think, uh, Siancio tied it up. So it was it, one of those two anyways, vice versa. It could have been the other yeah. way around. But anyways, which sent us into overtime and then obviously Ryan Garris scoring in overtime. And so that quote has always stuck with me just because, um, you know, it was true. Like never, never give up, right? And and it made sense afterwards for sure. Definitely uh, didn't confuse it with a Wi-Fi password. <laughs> yes, yes, which, which, which was what Coach Strand put on the board was, was something on as well of this message and then but all the team thought it was a, a Wi-Fi password because <laughs> no one could decipher what the hell it was. Because yeah. he used this big, long acronym, and everyone's like, what in the world is that? Yeah, he didn't put it underneath it like Luke Strand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just put it up there. That last game, that was the last game in Omaha's rink, right? Yes. Yeah. In 2002. So, yeah, they – and from how you tell it, I believe, Travis, is like they, – they thought, like, they had it in the bag. It was this magical season. Like, they were going to ride off into the sunset in their old rink and – and win the Clark Cup, and how good did that feel for you guys to kind of just go in there and take it away from them? And it was Omaha, too. It was Omaha, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it obviously unreal. I mean, because we, we thought, I mean, we were back in Sioux City. I think we had stole the game from them in Omaha already, and um, we were back in Sioux City, and we, had, we actually had the chance to win it here 
and I thought, you know, we thought we were going to do it, and it obviously didn't happen that night. I think there was a goal that was disallowed. I think that should have counted, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we had to go back to Omaha, and I mean, it was, yeah, it was definitely scary, and, um, you know, obviously with their fans, the amount of people they got. Um, but in saying that, the amount of people that came from Sioux City there that night was unbelievable and helped us get through to win that Clark Cup that night. And, um, yeah, to steal it from them just felt awesome, right? <laughs> and we can live with that now today. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that, that team, you guys were a bunch of characters. You got to have some great stories. Give me, a, give me a peek behind the curtain of 2000. Give me a good story from 2002. That people haven't heard yet that, that maybe you're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll reveal this to you. Well, Travis, like I said, <laughs> like I said it's been 22 years. Yeah, the, so the, mem the memory's a little, little foggy. Little, I am older yeah, now. Yeah, and, the details you know, are, the, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, are we talking a story when the season was over or during the season? Whatever you want. It, it could be any one. It could be both. <laughs> okay. Well, I know that, like, one of the best stories for me is after we won, we were on the bus back from Omaha and we were trying to figure out, okay, well, what's the plan now? Like, we just won a championship. Right. What, what are we doing? <laughs> and no one could really figure out what we were going to do. And I, I, I can't remember if, I, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, so I can't remember how we uh, ended up, but we ended up having our own little party in the Audi. And um, it was just a... It was just a great night. I mean, um, you know, the ice was, I think, obviously was coming out at the time. Um, and we just you basically could sit anywhere in the stands and just, you know, talk about the championship, do whatever. And I think uh, at one point, Schwartz even came up with the Zamboni. And oh, so we had a, we had, we had a Zam <laughs> Schwartz, he got a, a, a yeah. Zamboni ride. Yeah, yeah, he had a Zamboni ride. And um, yeah, so I mean, it was, I mean, you know, for me, it's a fun story just because uh, everything that went on that night and obviously winning the championship and stuff, right? So When we talk about that era, you know, it was a lot more physical, a lot more fights. Fighting was, was actually pretty prevalent at that point. Um, do you remember many of those nights that things got got crazy or your, your craziest night that things got out of hand? Do you remember an instance or anything like that? I know you guys had a handful of them, you know, but yeah. usually it was in Lincoln. Yeah. yeah you know, that's when things got amped up. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I guess that really wasn't part of my game so so much. So, no, but you but you were, but you I got were to around see it. a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, between BJ and and Art, you know, um, I still remember BJ uh, dropping the gloves at one point. I think it was against Des Moines actually in Sioux City, and it was a, a pretty big guy on Des Moines, and. BJ just caught him with one. I think he cut him open for, I can't remember how many stitches it was. It was a crazy <laughs> amount. But for a guy like that size, right, just to, yeah. uh, you know. Um, so I was trying to think. I, I was trying to think, because I, I was in a couple fights, but not, I don't think it was that year. It was earlier on when I played for Waterloo. Oh, in yeah. The SHL. So there, there's a great, great opportunity for us. The difference between Waterloo and Sioux City when you were playing the USHL, as far as just, you know, town, <laughs> organization, things like that. What was the difference? So when I when I played in Waterloo, I was uh, I believe I was sixteen, turning seventeen. Um, you know, trying to prove myself. Um, I was coached by Scott Pionk, who's 
his son ended up playing for Sioux City later on. Yes. it was, you know what? It was a great organization as well. Um, love the fans there. Uh, I lived with great people. Actually, that was one thing I loved about both Waterloo and Sioux City. The people I lived with were just phenomenal, and um, it really helps you as a young kid, right? Because um, I mean, it's important. You're 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 away from your parents. You're playing hockey. Um, you want to feel comfortable when you're at home, and so that that was really good um, in Waterloo and Sioux City. Um, Young Arena was a, a great place to play at the time. I don't know what it's like anymore. I'm sure it's fantastic. They got a lot of cowbells there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of cowbells. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Sioux City always has a, you know, spe- it's always a special place for me because we won, right? Yeah. And, I mean, that'll always be a special place for me. Yeah. yeah. I'll say another comparative question, but uh, from 2002 to 2023, uh what's something that the Musketeers today have? Or if, if your son ends up becoming a Sioux City Musketeer, what's a what's an advantage that he's going to have playing here compared to what you had in 2002? Like, if you could take something back from this time, back to 2002, <laughs> what would it be? You didn't have to... You, you have to walk uphill in the snow both ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what don't they have now? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like you know when we obviously when we played, you know we thought we had it all. I mean the dressing room was like, you know, at the time we loved it. Yeah. Now you'd look at it and go, "What's this?" <laughs> Compared to what you guys have now, yeah. right? And I mean I remember, I think I came back two years later. Um, when the rink was here and stuff like that, and just to see everything and. Um, I mean, it was just amazing, like the the dressing room you guys have now, um, the rink itself, the the weight room, the training room, everything is just it's phenomenal. So I mean, what he will would have if he was to play here one day compared to what I have. I mean, it's just you can't even compare it because it's just uh, I mean, they get treated. I mean, we like again. We got for the, treated for really the time, well, but for the time, mm. yeah, right. Now these kids don't even realize like how spelt they actually are. Right, right. Like, a cold tub. Are you, what are you kidding <laughs> me? Come on, <laughs> we, we just got in a cold shower back then. You exactly. know, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. The other question, is, and kind of off of Connor, what was saying, what's also the difference now in hockey from when you won it in '02 to where it is now in the USHL? Yeah, I mean, uh, just like. When I came here two years ago to watch, um, I mean, you can tell the, I mean, obviously the speed of the game, the skill of the game is, is obviously, it's crazy now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's a big, it's definitely a big difference, but I'll say, you know, just the, um, the hockey IQ and everything like that, I don't think has changed a lot. I think it's just more the speed of the game and, and the skill for sure. Yeah. Do you see that with your boy too? Like, like as far just development goes, are they starting younger, or do they have more opportunities to work with skating coaches and shooting coaches? Just are they coached up better? You think than what you guys had an opportunity to do when you were that age growing up? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, um, I mean, youth sports is just blown up. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's crazy. I mean, even you know, back home. I mean, I'm I'm training kids. I'm doing things on ice, off ice. Um, you know, they just, there's so much more awareness now yeah. um, of what, if, and if you're not doing it, you're not getting ahead. Right? You're, get, you're left behind? Whether it's, yeah, whether it's, you know, shooting pucks, practicing your stick handling, um, sprinting, working out of any sort, uh, you know, getting on the ice, um, 
you know, back when we were, you know, you, you played once a week in the summer. You know, you weren't on the ice any more than that. And you know what, I, I get like a lot of people, you know, talk about multi-sports, but when you get to this age of junior hockey, you're, you got to focus on the sport that you want to do. And, um, you know, and kids are, well, you, you see all the kids that are here this weekend, right? Like, yep. and they're going to other camps and, and doing things. So it's, hockey's become obviously a bigger sport in, in the, the summer as well, uh, compared to when we played, it wasn't, right? So. Yeah. Now that you're coaching and coaching four different teams, <laughs> what is, what's something you've taken from coach Siciliano to, into now your coaching career? So, I mean, I've o I always liked the way, uh, like, again, you know what, uh, sort of to, to backtrack a little bit, Dave and my, my father, actually, they, they coached um, the Flyers back in the day, right? And, Which um, was the USHL team that was... USHL yep. team, yeah. And, I mean, I've learned so much from, from my dad coaching and from Dave and from when Dave was here, um, just his demeanor on the bench and the way he handled himself and the way he handled the players. Uh, that's one thing I always, uh, you know, take pride in with my coaching now is, is um, trying to instill confidence in the kids when they're on the ice. They're not nervous to make mistakes because, and that's one of the biggest things I always learned was um, with Dave. You never had to be afraid to make a mistake or anything like that. You know, it was just, you just better work hard. Simple as that. And that's one thing I always tell my players now. Never be afraid to make a mistake on the ice, but be afraid not to work hard, right? So, right. So I think that's something I've taken from both of them, to be honest. Well, you got to get back to camp, which yeah. is... Uh, <laughs> your, your, son, your son plays in two minutes. Yeah, so. he plays, right. plays yeah. in a couple of minutes. You don't want to miss that. Again, yeah. a, a coaching opportunity. He gets, like, double coaching. He gets the Musketeers coaches on the ice, and then yeah. once he comes off the ice, you're there to, uh, to coach him up and be like, hey, they also missed this. Yeah. You messed up here. But, uh, no, Jeff, uh, fantastic walking down memory lane with you, and uh, thank you for joining Musketeer Made. Yeah, thank you, guys. That was Jeff Aduno, again, member of the 2002 Sault Ste. Musketeers Clark Cup Championship team for Episode 3 of Musketeer Made. I'm Connor Ryan. I'm Travis Morgan. He was Travis Morgan. I, I still am. Actually, was, I still am Travis Morgan. He was dang pleased to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> that was Episode 3 of Musketeer Made. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll talk to you again.